and we cut to a library that the kids are in uh, that they've been shown to um, like books of from all kinds of different places Nartex scrolls atlases all kinds of charts anything that might have gone down with the ship is now here Uh, and they're, they're poring over, uh, these documents mostly to just kind of like figure out what happened here while also like killing time. Um, because they are still guarded by, uh, a Nartek named Naka, uh, who is, like, just standing inside the door watching them. Um, and uh, they can't figure out, or Jake can't figure out, one, why, one, they would just let them access the Nartek's entire written history, but also don't kill them right away. Like, it doesn't really make any sense. Um, and Axe is putting together, like, the, the motivations behind the Nartek. He says... It seems, from what I can gather here, and according to these population records, that uh, the basis of Queen Soko's story is true. The Nartek originated on the surface, uh, and uh, there is... Uh, Axe believes that the Nartek are self-destructing, basically. Uh, that their uh, population pool is too small. They don't have enough genetic diversity. Um, and uh, the population is dropping. Fertility is dropping. Infant mortality from birth defects is rising. Lifespans are shorter. The high levels of radioactivity have allowed them to undergo accelerated rates of mutation, but now the de destructive mutations are beginning to pile up, and they have in insufficient sources of new genetic material. Uh, and Ca Cassie is the one who puts it together that, uh, part of the reason why they're seeing the effects of this now, as opposed to, you know, any point in the previous thousands of years, uh, is because there are fewer ships sinking and therefore fewer numbers of surface humans that are getting kidnapped by the Nartek and forcibly assimilated into their population. Uh, and Axe points out, so their dreams of conquering Earth are the desperate act of a race that knows itself to be doomed. Um, and I don't. Uh huh. <sighs> so Marco's like, all right, well, I can't say that I'm sorry to hear that. These people are planning to mummify us after killing us, and if those Horkbajir screams are any indication, after torturing us. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, the Nartek can just devolve to extinction right now. Cassie coughed and looked embarrassed. Actually, Marco, they may try to breed with us first, or at least ex extract our DNA if that's possible with their technology. Uh, and it's just like, did we, did we have to? With the, Literal children. Mm-hmm. Did we really 
have to. It's bad. Uh, I don't like it. And I don't like the j- the joke that Rachel makes. Yeah. Marco no, may finally I, have I, a girlfriend. Like, fuck off. Yeah, this is gross writing. And clearly it's not intended to be. And that's worse, almost. Mm-hmm. Because, like, this feels like one of those when you forget that you're writing about children. Mm-hmm. Is what what this feels like. Yeah, for sure. Um, and Jake's like, "All right, well, uh, we, regardless of all of that, we can't let them take the sea blade to the surface. So we have to destroy it where it is, or steal it and use it to get out, and then destroy it." So their operating plan at this moment is basically. Get to the sea blade, use it to get the fuck out of here, and once they're far enough away, just fucking blow it up with its own weapons. Um, and, uh, Axe points out that Visser 3 might still be on the sea blade, and Jake's like, yeah, but that's a Chekhov's gun that we're gonna deal with later. Um, so, they, did he describe it as that, or did you just describe I, it? I just like, described it as that. I was going to say, that was oddly prescient. I missed that before. No, he says, oh yeah, Axe, it's occurred to me. Um, so Naka takes them on a tour of the city, showing them the various, like, class wealth divisions within the city. Uh, like so- we needed it to be made clear just like hey these guys suck they have discrimination too you know yeah yeah so, mm-hmm. okay um and uh marco's like jake we can take these guys like we we just need to we just need to do it like pull the trigger on it and jake's like maybe and Marco's like, they've got it coming. Is that what's bothering you? If you're worried about hurting some, hey, these people are evil squared. They can go with, uh, they could go one on one with the Yerks and the evil Palooza. Um, and Jake is still clinging to his assertion that Mister Three is here somewhere and doesn't want to morph in front of Mister Three, even though he already recognized that that's dumb. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And it's frustrating that we have this continuing fear of his when we contrast it to him having this insight. Of course, Mister Three is there because he's he will have been on the sea by because there's no way he's letting anybody else mm-hmm. take the glory, right? Because it would be too good of a win that he needs after the bullshit endeavors of the last book. Yeah, he needs oh. a win. Uh, and so Marco's like, okay, then he's here. Leave him and we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it is established later that Visser 3, like, can't fly the ship on his own. So, like, they should have done. <laughs> they should have done and just left his ass here. <laughs> Which isn't to say he couldn't have eventually got out, but, like... We know he's got like a morph that's good underwater for fuck's mm-hmm. sake. We've seen it. Yep. Uh it doesn't solve the issue of the sea blade though. Like 
I think um, it would legitimately be an fun. issue if the Nartech uh, yes. repaired the sea yeah. blade and got it working, but regardless. Um, Can I just, a little pet peeve, just a tiny little niggle. Uh-huh. This society the Nartech have developed, great, good. They've got this technology. They've been able to utilize all these different things they've, they've gathered over the years. They have all this technology. Why are they still wandering around wearing togas? Why, why, I appreciate they're airy and comfortable, but why is that the fashion that they have chosen to linger on? <laughs> because it's they, convenient. Because Atlantis, Jade. <laughs> this creativity, and that's dumb. Ah. <laughs> Thousands of years, and you don't think to invent pants. Bullshit. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> anyway, uh, so Naka shows them like the different class divides of the city, and like this is where the rich people live. This is where the like working class people live. This we is won't where go over there. yeah we won't. <laughs> this is where the the criminals and the other people who don't contribute to society live. Like, okay. Yeah, I- they are, they are unpleasant and not at all important. Just like, hmm, okay, that's a Tory, Nartek. Yeah, I do like this thing from Cassie. Nice to know discrimination is alive and well among the Nartek. I feel so at home. <laughs> it's like, yes, good. This is the kind of, give us the inside. Give us these little Cassie snuggies. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm talking about. With her. There are these crumbs of really good characterization beats. Mm-hmm. You just have to sift through so much fucking shit to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they come upon a hospital ship. They know it's a hospital ship because it has the red cross on it. Uh, and Naka's like, I want to show you our medical facilities. And they're on like a causeway over a canal. And uh, Jake is recognizing that all of their guards are like closing in on them. And Jake's like, mm-hmm. no, I'm sure it's great, but I think we're good. I don't like hospitals. I don't like hospitals. <laughs> and Naka's like, mm, too bad. Uh, the queen would be mortally offended if you didn't. Uh, and like Jake again tries to uh, be like, no, Politely no, thank you. Get out of it. Um, but once again, he fails to take into account the fact that the Nartek are amphibians and, uh, they come up out of the water and attack the Animorphs and essentially just like drug all of them and make, knock them unconscious. Um, again, and then- this feels like another example of the fucking idiot ball. Mm-hmm. Because yes, this is a completely different environment that they aren't used to being in, but we've seen them adapt so quickly in different situations mm-hmm. and not have this sort of brain fart mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we come to the most horrifying chapter in the whole thing. I'm just going to read it because it's good. Um, uh, this is straight up horror. So. Be aware. Uh, I woke up 
Eyes opened suddenly. I tried to move. Couldn't. I was strapped down on a table, face down. Shot a look left, right. Cassie on a table beside me. Stainless steel operating tables. Beyond her, I caught a glimpse of Rachel, likewise strapped down. Marco? I couldn't see him, but he could be next to Rachel. Axe? I twisted my head as far as I could. Do not squirm or resist. It will accomplish nothing, Naka said. Soon you will be injected with a concentrated liquid from the Ablato weed. It will render you peaceful and compliant. His bug-eyed face loomed over me. Two new Nartek faces as well. And then what? I asked. And then we will make an incision from the top of your skull down to your buttocks and then down along the back of each leg. Your ribs will be removed, then your internal organs, and eventually the rest of your tissue. What are you doing this for? I demanded, a little frantically. Your organs and tissues will be processed to extract the helical molecule that controls heredity and later employed to augment the new development of... There are easier ways to get new DNA, you idiot, Marco yelled. Naka continued unperturbed. Then, your skin and bones will be stuffed and preserved to be used in our educational facility. Okay, Rachel said. Jake, now can we kick these guys' butts for them? The answer was yes, but I couldn't say it. Couldn't say it because something had happened to my mouth. My lips were rubber. My face was frozen. My hands were tingling. The injection. I couldn't move. Couldn't. But it really didn't matter. What was I getting so tense about? No need to get all worked up. Jake, I, Rachel said, then, slowly, from far away, never mind. I knew what was happening. I knew we were being drugged. Knew it meant death. Knew it meant me and my friends being eviscerated, stuffed. Couldn't manage to hold on to the outrage. Couldn't focus. All lost. Didn't matter. Faces swimming above me, around me. Huge eyes, blue skin, knives in their hands cold steel on my neck. A new face, new Nartek, carrying a mace, an ancient medieval club, like Sir Fishalot. Ha ha ha. What? He looked at me. Then he slammed the butt of the mace into Naka's ribs. Naka went down, sinking with magical slowness past my face. A dreamy upward swing caught the next Nartek on the chin. The third one turned and ran. I heard a door slam, heard a wheel spin. Then the mace-wielding Nartek was back. He was back, but not the same anymore. His rubbery blue skin was now covered in a spreading pattern that looked a lot like feathers. My boy is here to rescue them. It's such a fucking badass moment of Tobias. It is. It is. Mm. Uh, the, the description of what the Nartek are going to do to the kids has lived rent-free in the horror side of my brain. For 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was so... so. It was so evocative and scarring to me as a child. Uh, it was, it was a lot. Uh, it's so much. God, it's so much. Uh, but now you, reader, don't have to read this book because that's the best chapter in the whole goddamn thing. <laughs> mm. They ain't wrong. Like, there's a couple <laughs> of good action sequences, but that that one, 
worth the worth just yeah it, it, it is pure horror as danielle said And this is one of these things where I'm trying to judge, like, compared to, like, so they are awake for uh -huh. this procedure, mm -hmm. but they're chilled out and they can't move, mm -hmm. but they still have senses. So assuming the screaming of the Hortbegil was involuntary from pain? Well, keep in mind also that uh, probably the Nartec can't use the Hortbegil DNA. Mm. Um, and so they may, I mean, it still doesn't explain why they wouldn't, like, if they're going to take that, like, dissect them in order to figure out what they are and how they tick, like, why wouldn't they just kill them or use the drug on them as well? Who the fuck knows? Maybe they're just... I don't know. Maybe they don't see the Horkajir as people, which wouldn't be new, frankly. Um, mm. But yeah, it it it's incongruous and weird. Uh, yeah, I I do kind of like the idea. I I say like, but I do kind of like the idea that it's like involuntary screaming just from pain. Um, yeah, because that makes sense to me. Um, sure. Although it is described a lot like. Uh, like Novocaine almost um, in terms of like just not feeling uh, not feeling things correctly that just like that numbness where mm. they probably wouldn't actually feel it as pain but yeah. it's also pork bajir biology maybe it just didn't fucking work right maybe who the fuck knows But Hazard, Tobias is here. They are okay. Mm -hmm. Takes a couple of minutes for their heads to clear. Tobias is back as a hawk, having the spinning wheels like locking the door in, and they're just like, hey, really good to see you, man. Uh, and then Rachel hugs him as best she can because he's a bird, and then yells about him cutting it kind of close. Mm -hmm. And he's just like... Have you tried navigating this place? And <laughs> talks about how these uh, the Nartek morphs are pretty weak and slow and they tie it quickly out of the water. Um, and how most of them probably, less than like 10% of them are probably strong enough to do anything more than a long walk out of the water. Um, and like his morph was not as strong as like Naka and the other guards. Mm -hmm. um, and... He says, like, yeah, no, there's about 50 guards outside. Uh, so they're not too tough one on one, but, uh, you know, numbers and weaponry uh, is on their side. Uh, Axe uh, is in the freezer. Yeah. Um, Rachel, like, lets him out and he's pissed. Yep. And he's like, I suppose my DNA was not good enough to improve this pathetic species. <laughs> um, don't complain. You wouldn't have enjoyed the extraction process. I am not afraid of needles. <laughs> they use the entire body, grind it up and process and stuff whatever is left. Ah, well, they're merely mutated humans. One can only expect so much. 
<laughs> the scathing critiques continue. Um, and Jake's still like, oh, I screwed up. I forgot they're amphibious. That's how they surprised us. But they don't know we can fly because they didn't spot the birds flying around, apparently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but they morph bird and go out the handy dandy round open porthole in this room and they're just like they're going to head to the sea blade regardless of if the fizz is there or not they're going to take the ship and they're going to bail um we get this little moment uh i'm glad you're okay tobias rachel said i hate it when you don't get taken prisoner with us yeah mm -hmm. well i was worried about you too <laughs> yes mm, yes delicious banter <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but they get to the sea blade. Um, they land in an alley near the sea blade, um, about two blocks away. They demorph and they're gonna go in Rachel style. Uh, so battle morphs. Uh, and just like to the run the two blocks to the ship past all these citizens. People mm -hmm. crying out, kids, mothers pulling their kids out of the way, carts getting knocked over, being the strangest sight in this strange place. Uh, voices rising behind them. Prince Jake, I believe word of our escape has reached Queen Soko. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but they get to, uh, Tobias has spotted the main hatch in. Um... So they get, uh, Tobias gets into the ship first. Uh, Rachel just a few feet behind him, who's really good at clearing the way of the, clearing the path of the several Nartic that try to block her. Uh, because a grizzly bear charge in, you just don't. Mm. Um, and she is able to sort of slam the door shut once they're all inside. Uh, Marco helps get the bolts across. Um, and, we have this delightfully spooky, shitty moment of uh, acts like, I need assistance removing the Vissa's former crew from their stations. Because apparently the uh, the stuffing process is real quick because uh, at their posts on the ship are the mummified hawk -Bajir. And Jake is struggling not to throw up. Uh, and just like we forget them, work around them, push them aside. And we do have this one that it is hard to do this. It's not like knowing that these were people breathing only hours before having heard their screams, only thinking about Han and just trying to push that aside to, so they can get out of here. Uh, the ship has been repaired enough. But there is a security protocol that he has to bypass, that Axe has to bypass. Um, and there is a crowd gathering um, of armed Nartak outside with all sorts of fun ways to hurt people. Um, and the big ass guns mounted on Queen Soko's palace start firing on the ship. Um, and these are like full on like navy shells, like more than enough firepower to take apart the sea blade. Uh, the shells basically bust open 
the hatch door to the sea blade uh so that the um the nartek on foot outside can get into the sea blade um so axe stays on uh trying to get through the security protocols uh um tobias is on rear guard and everyone else steps forward to basically keep the Nartek from coming on board. They, they're they using the hatch as a choke point. Um, the battle here is very good, very well described, of them, like, one person uh, holding the door, and then when they are too injured to continue uh, stepping back, and then the next person stepping forward to do the same. Um using like Rachel using one of the Nartek as a body shield. Um and uh Axe is making progress, but it's not fast enough, not enough to attempt a launch. Um they they don't Jake is like, I don't know what the fuck we're gonna do. Something something has got to give here. There are too many of the Nartek for them. They're exhausting the Animorphs just by sheer numbers. Um, uh, and then help arrives. And then help in arrives. In unlikely form. In the form of Visser 3 in a weird... Uh, in flaming hot Cheeto morph. <laughs> <laughs> uh, seven feet of blowtorch. Two short arms and two stubby legs protruded from a bulbous body. Sausage-like fingers. A wide smile crackling with electricity. And it just like fires a like like lightning bolt kind of deal thing. Um, it, it it's uh weird and slightly humorous because it's so goddamn weird. Uh-huh. Um, I do love the different. What convenient powers does Visa Three's Buckwild Morph need this book? Uh huh. Um, and Jake has a bizarre moment of being like, do, do we help the Nartek? The ones who were just trying to kill, kill us? I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do with this. Um, because they, (laughs) they, the Animorphs were mostly trying to avoid causing casualties, but Visser 3 has no such compunctions. Um, and <laughs> then Visser 3, like, slams the inner door to the to the cockpit shut, um, and he's like, I hope I haven't broken your concentration, Andalite. Not at all, Axe replied coolly. Good. Then you may fire engines as soon as possible. Oh, that's right. You can't. Unless I help you. Uh, he is at his best, gloating. Um... And we do genuinely love to see it. <laughs> we do genuinely love to see it. And Visser 3 continues to point out, like, you need me. Uh, your morphs are not successful in holding off the Nartek. Um, they have many, many weapons. Uh, you won't be able to get off the ground. They have a large weapon on top of the palace. They are reluctant to destroy the ship, but they will if it means stopping you. Um... And Visser 3 is like, you should, I propose a, a temporary truce, essentially. 
because I need you to help me man this ship uh, because my crew is incapacitated. Um, and you need me in order to get past the security protocol and get the ship off the ground. Um, and, uh, Jake's like, and what if we say no? What if we force you off the ship right now? And Mr. Three's like, in that case, we all die. Cool. <laughs> I, you will be fried, burnt beyond recognition. I will be tortured and mummified or ingloriously murdered by an ancient earth weapon. <laughs> um, and Jake's like, all right. Yeah, let's, let's do this. Uh, because he has, a thought. A plan. A plan, <laughs> as it were. Uh, and he puts Rachel on weapons, uh, telling Axe to instruct her what to do thought through thought speak. Um, and, uh, puts Tobias on watch. Uh, Axe is, uh, flying the ship. And he tells Marco, can you close the outer hatch and hold it? Maybe. Not when we get out into the ocean, though, dude. The water pressure. I don't think the Visser knows the hatch is blown, I said. He didn't come from outside. He was aboard the whole time. If you can do it... What? This little sword in my stomach? I can do it. Marco lumbered away. Where is he going? The Visser demanded. To remove the sword from his stomach, I said calmly. He would prefer not to scream in pain in the presence of a Yerk Visser. Um... <laughs> <laughs> And I love that he didn't have to explain further to Marco what the plan was. Marco's just like, all right, you got a plan. And maybe he even figured out what the plan was uh, just from mm -hmm. Jake saying that little bit. Um, I'll, I'll go take care of it. It's fine. Um, Jake tells Axe to take the ship down just enough to submerge them. Uh, and Axe is like, but the hatch? And Jake's like, just do it. Um, then, as we approach the barrier, instruct Rachel in blowing it open. Uh, there's a wonderful moment where Visser 3 is like, I give the commands on this ship! And Jake's like, not to my people, you fucking don't. Um, <clears throat> it's very good. It's great. Uh, and they are being pursued by the Nartek in a variety of different ships with a variety of different weaponry. Uh, and... They're able to fire their dragon beams at some of these uh, ships, but before long, um, several torpedoes come barreling towards them. Uh, and Visser 3 says, Torpedoes, three minutes to impact. We can easily outrun them. Maximum power, Andalite, will be in open sea within seconds. And Jake, in private thought speak, says no. Um, <clears throat> Jake, you okay, man? Tobias said. I'm fine, buddy. Axe, kill the engines. Marco, open the hatch. Uh, and Visser 3, as soon as the engine's quiet, is like, you betray me? You betray me yet? <laughs> Jail for Adelaide Bat. <laughs> Jail for 1,000 years. Uh, um, <laughs> you would do this to me. <laughs> just oh my god so good uh and then the seawater comes flooding into the ship immediately like uh putting out the fire that is viscer 3's morph question mark mm -hmm. um and 
love this one they, liner. Oh. Yep. There this is. Jake, this, got an uh-huh. interesting morphisa. Does it work underwater? <laughs> Just, mm, mwah, mwah, delicious. Yeah. Um, he tells Rachel to grab Tobias because he is going to be the worst off in this situation, which is the control room being filled with water rapidly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but they all get out eventually. Uh, the, tor- the torpedoes hit make everything a little hairy for a second, but they all manage to get out. Uh, they get into the water, they demorph, they remorph to Hammerhead Shark, and they leave. <laughs> um, Having used the ship's weapons to, like, clear the path out. Yeah. So, no obstructions. Um, and Cassie, as Orca, sees the Visser uh, leaving the cave entrance heading toward land. Um, so the Visser lived, but the Sea Blade is destroyed. Um, and, uh, we get this, uh, musing from Jake. Um, the Visser had survived, but so had we, barely. My own mistakes would keep me awake at night for a while to come, but I'd been in charge for a while now. I'd gotten past thinking I would always be right. It's a war, I reminded myself. You did what you could, Jake. You tried to do what's right. You tried to not make it any worse than it had to be. And you got everyone home alive. And they swim back to shore. Uh, and then we have this... kind. It's a weird note to end on. Uh, like, Rachel is like, the Nartek need to be wiped out. Um because of what they did to all those people. Um, they're as bad as the Yerks. And Axe says, all those sailors back there, all those humans, the Nartek defiled? Many of them have sunk in storms or hurricanes or by the failure of primitive human technology. Many, but not all. I knew where Jack... Where, I knew where Axe was going. I said, so the rest, including those Japanese flyers, they were sunk by humans in human wars, not by the Nartek. The weapons they used on us? Human weapons. We want to hate them for what they do. Maybe we should stop helping them do it. Rachel was silent for a while. Then she said, Okay, fair enough. But you know what? We win this war someday, get rid of the Yerks, and everything comes out and all. We need to go back, show people what's down there, get busy. Start a whole new war, Cassie said. No, not to fight, Rachel said softly. To bury. And the book ends. Which is just, like, such a weird note to end this book on. Like... Yeah, like, we know that... Anti-war sentiment was there, guys. You didn't need to... Uh, What is this? Yeah. It's it's hanging a lampshade on something that didn't need to be lampshaded. And also doing it in, like, a clumsy way, not in a good way. And it also, like, this, was this the moral of the story? This doesn't feel like the moral of the story. Like, it feels ham-fisted in the way that... Like, what is the, what is it you're trying to say here? Yeah, it's weird. Um, And you're treating the Nartek as if they're not also humans, which they apparently are, so, like... 
don't like it. It's bad. Uh, don't like that Rachel is advocating for genocide. Nope. Uh, Stop having Jewish characters <laughs> ask people ask to commit genocide. Challenge animorphs. Yeah. Just don't. Uh, yeah, it's uh bad. Um, and then the clear implication there is that like the Nartek are running out of ways to prolong their own life. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be dying off, or mm-hmm. they're stuck down there because they don't have a means of getting up out of deep water. Mm-hmm. What are they gonna do down there? Just leave them be. <laughs> like. It's bad. Feels very yeah. just like we must expose the military secrets. Like, mm, okay, what? <laughs> it's such a muddled thing. Like, what are they? What is the writer trying to say with this? Is it just trying to make point of why the kids aren't going to tackle this threat and why they're not going to come up again in the entire rest of the series? Because this is a pointless book with no mm-hmm. <laughs> long-term consequences. Uh-huh. Mm. Mm-hmm. It ain't good, Chief. Nope. It is, in fact, just... It's bad. Bad. It's bad writing. Like, these books are, even the good ones, are notorious for having weird little nothing endings. Mm-hmm. And this is just right up there. Yep. I would much rather have them kick Cliff into the sun. Yes. If you're that worried, just like go into fucking whale morph and just like crush the entrance. Mm-hmm. Then they're definitely not going to get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is a weird colonialist narrative happening, and I don't know how I'm meant to feel about it, but it feels bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like colonization, bad. Reverse colonization, just as bad. Question mark. Like it's. Mm? Ooh. Yeah. It. Yeah. It's weird. Don't like. Don't like. Um. This book is fucking all over the place. It is. Yeah. Uh, taken at a very very surface level, like. It's fine. Definitely not a great book, but like, it's a tight little story, I guess. Yeah. Uh, like, and this is like my ongoing frustration. There's stuff in here that works. If there weren't all the weird missteps characterization wise in Idiot Ball, like, the kids have a reason to go underwater and find, like, a, com- a, a mini civilization. Mm-hmm. I don't love it, but it's still interesting. And like, mm-hmm. they have to destroy a piece of technology mm-hmm. because anyone with this would be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like, there's stuff here that would have worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
could have given me a weird, cool little alien community that crash-landed on Earth and have been doing this. But no, I had to do Atlantis. <laughs> I want someone to make fun, Danielle. <laughs> I feel like this was just like because fucking Atlantis the Lost Empire and Stargate Atlantis was happening on TV around this time they were just like we should do Atlantis story an Atlantis story Futurama <laughs> did that one episode with ancient Atlanta let's just throw it into the Animorphs mm-hmm because it's cool. Kids like Atlantis, right? <laughs> Have weird, upsetting, fucking steampunk Atlantis. And we're going to do a colonialist narrative, but not the way you think. And we're going to fuck it up. I want to watch Atlantis, The Lost Empire, and feel better about myself and my life choices. <laughs> At least I know what the problems are there and I can have, like, I can just be compromised emotionally by found families and all the hot people. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. If you haven't watched Atlantis The Lost Empire, I can recommend. It has some slightly sticky white saviour tropes going on and there is not great treatment of the characters of colour sometimes. But also, there are some very cool characters of colour and it's very, very funny. And it has one of the best ensemble casts of a Disney movie. And Michael J. Fox does excellent voice work. And Milo Thatch is a trans mask icon. <laughs> <laughs> like, how often do we get, like, a softly spoken nerd who's into history and languages as the hero of our movie? Mm. Unless you're Evie Carnan, Carnahan from the Mummy films, who is also a queer icon and we stand. We should do the song. I've just tried to lose myself in other media to cleanse this book out of my mind. (laughs) Well, let's do the ending questions so that you can go (laughs) watch your movie. Uh, I have a fic. I'm halfway through reading. I'll go do that. Okay, yeah. Uh, Possible rankings. Plot. Oh, my God. Mm. I think it loses. Conceptually, maybe a Mm -hmm. seven. Mm -hmm. In terms of how it's executed, four. Mm. Yeah, I feel like it definitely loses points by because it relies on Jake holding the idiot ball. Yeah. Um, but the bones of the story, like, mm-hmm. makes make some good sense. So I'd say like six or seven. Yeah. Um, characterization. Poor. Can't say nil poor, but I want to. The moments of good characterization are so outweighed by bad ones mm-hmm. or ones that feel wrong or feel lazy mm-hmm. that it means I can't enjoy the good moments. So, yeah, poor, less than five. Mm. Suboptimal, can do better. Mm-hmm. Uh, enjoyability slash satisfaction. No. <laughs> no. It's quite a ranking of enjoyability Because no, there are elements of it That I did think were good And there are some real Mm -hmm. great action scenes Mm -hmm. Like there are moments in this In isolation That are fantastic 
Um, again, it's that balancing act. The good, the stuff I enjoyed, I really enjoyed. The stuff mm-hmm. that I didn't, I really didn't. Yeah. I, I mean, like, as I was reading it, I was fairly entertained. I would probably say like a five or six. Yeah, I think on balance, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your favorite part? Hmm. I do really like the escape mm-hmm. at the end. Though, as I said, it feels very end of Atlantis Lost Empire and very towards the end of the uh, Road to El Dorado. Uh-huh. Uh, but I love both of those things, so that's not <laughs> a bad thing. Um, but I do really like that sequence. Um, same with the orca, orca attack on the Sea mm-hmm. Blade. Mm-hmm. But I think that the chill of um the scene where they've been drugged and it's about mm. to go horribly wrong and Tobias just like crack with the mace just like mm, yeah that's yeah. probably because you have that beautifully written cold terrifying horror and then the realizer and you get that catharsis of knowing that they're going to be okay mm-hmm. yeah i think that and then exploring the uh japanese aircraft carrier Mm, uh, yeah, that's get, like, so cinematic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the introduction to the horror, the kind of uh, yeah. how it, bad this is. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really do love. Uh, we didn't like give it all of its description, but the visual of the Nartex city, mm-hmm. and as that is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like I love that so very much. It feels like. I, I mentioned like Gilmore de Toro and, and Ghibli earlier, but it does feel like that moment in Hellboy 2 when they like step into the ferry, into the market, into the night market. Mm. It's very like that. Mm-hmm. Just, it, you can picture it in your mind, like everywhere you look, something different. It's just very yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, did anything surprise you? Um,. I'm such a fucking mess over this book right now. <laughs> In terms of Animorphs lore, not really. Like, all of the things that bugged me, like, caught me off guard were really just writing issues, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you what, like, the fact that they tried to go there so hard... Mm-hmm. And like, because there is some real interesting stuff in here about war crimes, yeah, and the things people are willing to do, mm-hmm. and it's very unsubtle, yeah, in a way that isn't bad. And if it had been executed well, I would be really applauding it. Uh-huh. So I guess the fact that they went there, and also this is so dark. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's, yeah. like, this is not, like, the dark moments we've had from time to time. This is a horror story. Mm-hmm. And not in the war is hell sense we've seen before, the moments of genuine terror. This is literally a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Hi, you're getting shot to pieces, and then you're going to go to a scary underwater city full of corpses, stuff to look like a museum exhibit, but it's a very much a corpse, and, oh, hey, now we're going to do it to you. Yeah. Nightmare. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
I wish it was better written consistently throughout the book because otherwise I could put this like right up there. Mm-hmm. And th- this is this is the crux for me of this book, as I've said, and I'm sorry to repeat myself, but I wish this had been better because it could have been amazing. Mm-hmm. What about you? What caught you? Uh, uh, you said about obviously the uh, the bit that stuck with you over the decades, right? Um, what for you coming back to this book was like, oh, this. Uh the how gnarly the battle at the beginning was mm. um because i remembered them like working with viscer three at the end and i remembered the horror of the uh um the, the nartek uh but i didn't remember how gnarly that battle was and that battle was fucking gnarly that's one of the gnarliest ones yeah. they've had um yeah. like just with the I I really um deeply enjoy when they have a battle so bad that one of them has to retreat to demorph, remorph and then dive right back in. Like that the the inherent awfulness of that of mm-hmm. like just throwing yourself back into the meat grinder. Um, is, is, like, I really like that aspect, especially as we get later into these books and the kids start to actively use that to their advantage. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so yeah, I think the, I didn't remember the beginning battle being quite so gnarly and I'm happy with it. Uh, was there any part that didn't make sense to you or that you didn't understand? We've unpacked quite enough about things that didn't make sense about this book. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, do you think it's essential Animorphs reading? No. No. Even even if it was very good, it would not be essential. Like, there is nothing no. in here that is no. uh, essential at all. Aside from some good concepts, there is really not much of worth in mm-hmm. this book. No. Inherently skippable. Yeah, um, unless you're really into horror, yeah, because it is atmospheric in places as hell to read. Yeah, like but that it can, is not make it essential. Yes, it can be fun. Like it, it could be a fun read. Um, and uh, if this were the only Animorphs book that you picked up out of the whole thing, I think you would get a pretty decent idea of what the series was about. Um, mm-hmm. but there's nothing unique in here at all about like yeah uh the overarching stuff, yeah agreed all right, all right. that's number thirty six so, that's number thirty six what's next what's thirty seven thirty seven is the weakness uh I believe, which mm-hmm. is interesting because we get a little bit of um playing with the group dynamics and what happens when one person can't play their role we get another bit of that Ooh, i do like that um i don't remember it being particularly good but i also don't remember it being particularly bad it's just kind of like eh. i don't think it's a great rachel characterization book despite it being a rachel book 
describe. So again, we get more of the like disappointing Rachel characterization. Um, but it does do some interesting things, I think, with the uh, like the 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 bones of it, like what it's trying to accomplish. So we'll see. Uh, Well, until then, my co-host, my guide, (laughs) my mm, I could come up with some other things, but I don't think they're very flattering. <laughs> anyway, Daniel's great. Uh, you can find them on the internet, Red Tailed Hawk 90, uh, including the games that they've written, including Idiot Teenagers with the Death Wish, if you yourself want to play Animorphs, over on itch.io. Uh, their home podcast is The Room Where It Happened. They are currently in their third season, Elder County tennessee it's urban shadows in rural appalachia check it out exciting things are happening there's a cool faction game as well go i'm not gonna tell you nothing just go listen to it <laughs> uh and my co-host has been jade you can find them on the internet at jade oxford rose uh you can find their home podcast follow the leader at FTLcast on twitter if you like just really excellent characterization um, and great narrative storytelling and uh, just some of the coolest stuff being done in tabletop currently, uh, you should check out Follow the Leader. Um, they are, uh, for this season, this season six, um, mm-hmm. they are doing uh, a lot of work with like the same particular cast of characters like in in sequence which is something they don't necessarily do a whole lot although they're playing different games uh and it's really really interesting stuff you should definitely go check it out um also check out dumb kids playing hero um in which we are playing idiot teenagers with a death wish uh and just a lot of weird fucking stuff is happening man it's great Uh i fucking love Uh it i'm so so unbelievably pleased with everything that that has turned out to be i um, bet you are <laughs> it is extremely gratifying to me okay uh-huh uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. but right. yeah let's let's do a clap yeah let's yeah. do a clap on the minute on the minute